Med Family is a show about a family journeying through medical school with kids and navigating married life. Tag along to see how we got here and where this journey is taking us. All right, so this week uh, for the podcast, we have a few special guests. We have Brandon West, who's been on before, and a few times anyway, a couple times. Yeah, right. two times. Two times. And then we have a new special guest, Alex Sidholm. Sidholm. So I'll at least do a little intro. He's he's a Florida man, but <laughs> <laughs> of all the Florida men I know, he's probably the least Florida man, you know, if you know yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a few in our school that are Florida men, but, like, you're <laughs> a little bit more sophisticated. I'm a low-key Florida man, you know. <laughs> so Alex is with us. He was with us on this ACP conference, and so this is what the episode is really just going to be about, is talking about the ACP conference. So just kind of kicking it off. What are the like, the three things you guys learned? Hmm. Well, maybe let's uh, while while you guys ponder that. Uh, what was the ACP conference? So ACP conference was this was the internal medicine chapter, I guess, because they have different ones, correct? Uh, like I, I think ACP, different different specialties have different, different specialties. Yes, yeah. So this is the internal medicine specialty, and she was in Chicago. Yeah, and it was just a bunch of great. What seem to be physicians and students, <laughs> a lot of students coming together and seeing updates in medicine. Yeah. yeah. And we, me and Brandon traveled our 13 hour drive and uh, Alex here is not slumming it on the, in the yeah. car ride, even though I tried to, <laughs> I tried to encourage him, but he, uh, he took a different, the high route. Yeah. How, how was, that was a pretty, cause you go, you, you went on Wednesday, right? And then Wednesday you left night. on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty nice. I mean, you had your wife with you, you had took my dog with us did you really yeah oh i didn't realize hotels could take dogs to be honest certain ones the nice ones the nice ones <laughs> they better be nice anyway they're dogs so yeah. like what so, what kind of uh, events did you guys go to at the conference so we had a series of different classes you could attend basically so they had a, an outline of different times that you could go to and you, you just choose out of the different classes that they had they also had uh, options to do um clinical skills which is something that I really enjoyed. We were able to do central venous line ultrasound, and then the other one was basically a Harvey simulation for heart murmurs, which was very nice. I liked it a lot. That was I was very jealous of your central venous line ultrasound because when I was on critical care, I got to watch my preceptor do IJs like three or four times, and I like, oh man, I, I feel like I could probably do this, and then I was like, oh, I'll go to the conference and get the training to do it, but they had basically sold out of all the time slots by the time I signed up for something, and I, and I ended up getting like a lumbar inject, you know, ultrasound navigation for lumbar punctures, which was interesting, but not, not anywhere near as like, okay, now you hold the ultrasound probe and you stick the needle in. Yep. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. It was cool. I actually thought we were going to do it to a person because they had a live person there. But later on, I found out that that would be that wouldn't be really ethical at that point. But um, it, it did freak me out at first because yeah, I because they had a person there, and it was we were just looking at the ultrasound and just looking at their anatomy. So you're just looking at their um, internal jugular vein and so forth. Yeah, that, that was, was a lot of fun. Yeah, I showed up an hour early and I thought like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get started on this. And oh, you're an hour early. And I look at like this live models. I'm like, there's no way they're gonna let me like stab somebody. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, I, this is twenty dollars, but like, I don't know if they want. They well, twenty dollars for students, a lot more for others. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Was it was it more for others? Oh yeah. Oh okay. I didn't know that. I think it was about a hundred. 
maybe 50. Oh, wow. We lucked Somewhere out between that time. For that but we don't get, like, CME credit or anything like that. No, so. no, we don't. So I know what we went to, like, day one, I went to the critical care, updates in critical care. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to toss out a couple of things and see what, what bites. But <laughs> the one thing that kind of stood out, one of the things that stood out to me was the pro, pro-calcitonin. They said it had weak evidence for sepsis, to deciding whether or not your patient has sepsis. And it was essentially only useful for deciding whether to de-escalate antibiotics in the ICU. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Because, again, when I was on critical care, there's a lot of people who were either they're trending everything, like trending D-dimers, trending troponins, trending calcitonin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, that's interesting. It's a new bit of information I didn't know. So. Do you recall any of the ones that you went to, Alex? Uh, yeah, I was looking at the list that I did. Uh, so I also attended the update in critical care medicine with you guys. The opening ceremony, that was just the one that everyone had to go to, but it was just really interesting you know, on the way like medicine's trying to be more progressive and more inclusive and everything, and like how leadership in medicine is just shouldn't something, not something that should be undermined. That was, so that was an interesting one. And that was with what, who, Dr. Quinn Capers? Uh, I do forget his name, but he used to be the chief. Oh, he used to be the program director at Ohio State University. Yeah. yeah. And then I think it was at UT Southwestern now. Is he? I think so. It was somewhere in Texas. And yeah. I think it was UT okay. Southwestern. That sounds right. Yeah. There's uh, a place I did tissue recovery at, and I was like, I recognize that place. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to look into some of his workshops that he's held about the way. It was about racial subconscious and of racism, racism uh, in medicine. Implicit bias. Implicit bias yeah. in medicine, yeah. So something that's really interesting further look into with him. And what else did we do? We did management of acute, coron- uh, acute coronary syndromes. The black men's health. I went to the black men's health where you guys did a different one. What was yeah, that? Yeah, that was a... I think I went to medical myths. Medical myths. That medical myths. The black men's health one was really interesting. It was about how to meet that, meet African-American males who are the most likely to have HIV, colorectal cancer, hypertension Oh, okay. in a safer environment. So what they would do is go to barbershops. Really? Talk, yeah, talk to the owner of barbershops, say, hey, we want to come in and just take blood pressures and just blood pressures. And then try to talk to them about hypertensive medications and prevention and with lifestyle modifications. So they would go to barbershops because that is what, after a survey, was the safest space. More relaxed setting. More relaxed setting, safer space. And... Which was really interesting. It's you, you're going to see your barber weekly or biweekly. So you're getting you're getting basically a a. The insurance uh, covers that. That's nice. <laughs> no, I imagine the <laughs> Hold on. Blue Cross Blue Shield is not. Definitely does not. I'll take that. That's nice. <laughs> it would be nice, but <laughs> Medicaid definitely does not either. <laughs> but you're getting basically a biweekly uh, appointment with your patient, trying to see what medications are working for them, what free medications they can get if they got it. So it's a very good follow-up with your patients. So that was, that's really neat. I, I guess I never, I, I didn't know if barbershop was more of a trope mm-hmm. or if it was an actual, like, this is a pretty common thing. It's, yeah, it's really embedded in, like, the African-American culture. So okay. safest space to, that they say is to go to. A judgment-free zone and then... How, how successful were they? Very successful. And it didn't... So the thing I was thinking of, if you're taking away the one like relaxed space for guys, this is where I get to go to. Escape. Yeah, this is like, yeah. especially for Maybe guys. They find a different spot. Yeah, they have a lot that has a, they have a huge load on them financially and everything else with that. So if you're taking away the one relaxed space, does that make them less inclined to go? Oh, that's a and, good question. Yeah, and it, uh, 
they said from their research, no. And it actually kind of increased the, uh, the greater population to go to these specific barbershops. Did they, this is, I know this is going to be a dumb question, did they wear like the white coats and everything or did they just kind of go incognito or how? Huh. Yeah, like how did they, my question, yeah, like how would they approach that? <laughs> and actually that's, that's a good thing like, they put up that, that, that question because like I wouldn't have thought like, I'm here at the barbershop, oh great, now the doctor's Like here. imagine exactly. you walk in, you're like, Gosh, there's like it all. six people in white coats and you're like, wait a minute, I'm just yeah, I wonder how they, like how they implemented that would be interesting. <laughs> From the pictures, I don't think anyone had white coats. Oh, okay. It's just... Hey, I'm a physician and I want to just take your blood pressure. That's it. Uh, would, okay. would you allow me to do that? Are you comfortable with that? If they say sure, you know, okay. go for it. If not, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, any, anything that gets people the care that they need is, is a good idea. They're also way. sitting down, they're relaxed. That's not like, true. Not like when we did our pebbles. What was it? Is that, what was that? At St. Vincent, where they went out. And they, oh, the the oh gosh, the, oh, the pebble, cobble, cobblestone, 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 cobblestone where you're thing. getting yeah. the people when they're yeah. walking around and in the hot sun, <laughs> dehydrated. <laughs> yeah, you're taking away white coat syndrome here, so that's another factor. Yeah, that's a so yeah, that one is again a more progressive way to just not be compliant with a specific population of people that don't don't go to a doctor's office. Yeah, really ever because it could be financial burden or for whatever reason meeting them in their safe space and just getting the conversation started. So I thought, I really like that one. Do they have any other strategies that they talked about during that? I know these are like an hour, hour and a half max, so you can't really... Yeah. Did they mention thiazide directs and so forth? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, the ACEs versus thiazide. Well, I just want to know if it's an actual thing, because I know it's in the book, but I haven't looked at studies personally. So that's what I thought that they were talking about. I thought they were talking about like uh, African-American GFR, ACE inhibitors, when not to use it, when to use it, but it was more just about... Oh, okay. I was just talking about engage them. So yeah, and you're maybe more trusting of yeah. Just keep trusting my textbook then. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, that, that actually brings up a good point because we went to the the medical myths. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, there was a few that I think I I I was surprised. I'm yeah, there were, yeah, ones. there were quite a few on there. So like, any ones that stand out to you that were kind of surprising? As... The one that was really surprising to me was not metronidazole. as all. What was it? It was Metro. They talked the, about don't. It was the, it's yeah, the sketchy talk, don't yes. drink on Metro. You're right. Yeah, don't Metro. Yeah, Metro. so don't yes. track, so don't drink Metro not as well because you got um, what uh, kind of reaction? Disulfide. Disulfide reaction. Yeah. And yeah, apparently that is not true. Or it happened once. It was based off of like eight case reports. Yes, it was based off a few case reports. <laughs> but then he's like, but then he said because he had a question from one of his people like. You can tell your patients basically they can drink at a wedding or they can drink at this point. Yeah, it was like a best man. He just started Metro. It's just he wants so to you can have a drink. It's so mm. rare that it's it's not. It's yeah, not well, common. they did animal studies and they didn't find any issues. Yes. and then they really? just basically like it's not a recommendation at all. Yeah. Huh. Now this is one of those things you got to talk in the back of your mind because yeah. you know the board <laughs> questions are still yeah. going to still going to target though. So you we'll just, still have a world question on it. <laughs> yeah. So just remember you're sketchy for, you know, don't drink on the Metro, but yeah. when you practice, yeah. just ignore it. Yep. Interesting. The two I thought were interesting was like, the, and they're somewhat related on allergies, shellfish allergy. Yep. You don't need to pre-medicate for an MRI with contrast. Hmm. It's, I actually never heard of that before, so that was first for me. Well, because shellfish and iodine. Yeah, no, I got, I got the reasoning behind it, but like, I haven't been like in the hospital quite yet, so that was oh, new. Oh, Okay. Yeah, we, we, I saw it a lot when I was um, working. A lot of shellfish allergies were just kind of passing off to the radiologist to figure out what they wanted to do with oh, okay. it. 
if they were just going to use regular contrast or dilidium or whatever. So interesting. that was interesting. And then there was the egg allergy as well, where they said that they did, let me see the number here. So they did a vaccine. So people who have egg allergies, um, they did a study, 4,000 patients, and they, they received the regular influenza vaccine. No problem. Yeah, because I know that's <laughs> that is still taught in well, my Kaplan book. It's still there. But I mean, like they, they only mention with influenza, the influenza vaccine. Yeah. I mean, has egg used to. It doesn't like I. According to my book, it doesn't really have it anymore. It's kind of. Do they go old. away from that? As I don't know how they. Supposedly they have, but I don't know how true that is. That's just what Kaplan says that I've read, and this is also memory bias. So take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought that was interesting. There was some other stuff about colonoscopies and how we use go lightly, and they were oh, like, "Don't yes. don't use it. No one likes it. Everyone hates it." Yes. You can use Miralax with Gatorade. Gatorade or, <laughs> yes. I mentioned that to another student, and he actually said that apparently red Gatorade can stain things red in the colon. I didn't know yeah. that. I'm and sure so maybe that. maybe it's not just like any Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe. All those red 40 <laughs> dyes and chemicals and yeah. wine. I did like that one. I did like the one where he mentioned also with the um, met, yeah, with, not metformin. Yeah, with metformin, lactic acidosis. Yeah, where a lot of patients, when they admit to the hospital, they immediately get like your home medication of metformin and get stopped. stopped. But they're afraid of lactic acidosis. But there's no, you know, there's no reason you would have lactic acidosis unless you had an actual kidney issue yeah. or something like that. So. They said like, yes, take them off it if they have a GFR of like below thirty-five or yeah, below thirty or forty. It was it was low. You you were with Dr. Lomboy. What what stage is that? <laughs> wait, 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 what are we going? Thirty and forty-five. The stage. We're gonna go forty-five. Yeah. Three B. Okay, good. Okay. Put me on the spot. <laughs> Dr. Longboy, if you're listening, uh, thank you for everything. <laughs> Give me a letter back. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Those are. Then the I have never heard of the epinephrine with lidocaine. I never heard of that myth. To be honest. Yeah. What was that? Like what? when you want to do a local anesthetic mm-hmm. on somebody, and the rule of thumb is. To just do lidocaine on like extremities because you're if you use epinephrine you're afraid of the vessels clamping down and causing ischemia. Uh, I never yes. heard of that, but they said like never happens. Never so happens. Yeah. so use epinephrine. I feel like it, I always see lidocaine with epi. Yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah, always. Like I always saw it. And it's like okay, I don't. That's why when I, when the question came up was like it's, it's lidocaine epi, of course. Like, yeah, maybe, yeah. It's an, maybe it's just an old myth then. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Anyway, so that was like day one, but. We also did some medical student directed mm-hmm. stuff. So we have a men- we had a mentorship br- breakfast, which I ducked out early on. Which you guys, I think, enjoyed a lot more of that than I did. The breakfast, not lunch. I said I think I said lunch, but it's breakfast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saturday morning. Yeah. Uh, Seven o'clock in the morning. Is yeah. Any good time good for time, medical students time. to get up at? <laughs> yeah. It was a good good crowd there. I, I more than I thought. I mm-hmm. thought when. Looking at the the entire ACP, like I thought, like okay, well, there's like maybe a dozen of us here, mm-hmm. but there was probably over a hundred medical students. Yeah, and you get to like I really valued it because, like you said, over easily over a hundred medical students, but they keep it at like eight to ten medical students per two mentors for like a little speed dating action of like you get to just throw all your questions at them for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. but it was really really beneficial just learning about their perspective of the match what they are looking for whether you will or won't apply to their program just 
I don't know. I felt like all six that I had really were like engaged and just like just wanted the best for these upcoming students applying to the match. Like what kind of questions did you get answered, I guess? Hmm. And that can go for you too, Brandon, because you were also at one of those tables. I know I got to ask like just personal questions like what do you guys like to do? We're medical students. We like to study. <laughs> that was not my answer. From was, the mentors? Yeah, from the mentors, which from was really nice. It was like, I like that. Oh, yeah, I didn't get any of that. Learned that a few of the mentors like to, one of the mentors from Baltimore likes to go on trails or trails that used to be railways and then oh. turn into trails. Oh, okay. So that's what he liked to do. I was like, I've never heard of that. That's yeah. more oddly specific. It is, yeah. And there was another one that actually wrote her own novel, her okay. own uh, murder mystery novel. I remember you telling us Medical. That. I was like, yeah. wow, that's exciting. I'm going to look at that one up. Yeah. So it was cool to see like their, just their, uh, what they do outside. And one of them like, who liked cricket, obviously, because cricket's you know, uncommon here. You need to oh, yeah. explain that. Well, cricket, later later cricket time, you're going to have to explain how to... Wait, was he playing cricket, the sport? He likes to play cricket, okay, the sport. Not, yes. not he like likes to play that. cricket, the sport. No, he doesn't collect crickets. <laughs> not the, not the bug. You know, sometimes plays, science people can be a little He plays weird. with a flat bat and he knocks over wickets. That's uh, at a later date when we actually have a lot more time, we could discuss like what that game actually entails. Oh yeah, and he likes to play for five days. Oh that, my that's gosh, cricket, man. that's nuts! Wow, I wonder why that sport never took off in America. Do <laughs> <laughs> so you have a lot of IMGs at your table? We had, I had three, so we, mine was pretty well spot. So there, there were three IMGs and there were three um, U.S. Men. U.S. students. Okay. Yeah. There might have been four U.S. students, actually. So I think I had six or seven IMGs and two U.S. medical students, but one of them was like a second year. So uh-huh. he, didn't, he wasn't really like aware of anything. I don't even know if he even took a step it's yet. Like, I'm step still one yet. getting past yeah. step one. So <laughs> it was, uh, and I feel like it's taken a lot more serious on like, no one wanted to hear anything personal. Just like, what do I need to do? There's <laughs> a lot of good information, though. Something interesting, if you're the program that you're interviewing at, if they don't bring on like current residents to talk to, supposedly that's a huge red flag. Because that means they're like shielding you away from uh, people like residents who are currently working there and that makes sense. Not giving, not allowing them to give you their authentic opinion. So here, here's a counterpoint to that because I, I agree with that, but yeah. that makes sense in. Under the old scheme, yeah. when it used to be like you would go out to the program, you would like have a, a dinner social with yeah. the residents where they could be candid. Mm-hmm. But now it's on Zoom. Supposedly, and... <laughs> yeah, supposedly there's still social events, which I don't know what metaverse social. I, I, don't, I have no idea how that's going to go down. I mean, Seth but... mentioned like it was like you had you had Zoom lunch with all the yeah. residents yeah. and like and... people are eating their lunches. And... Yeah. He also said make sure you wear pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zubro's mentioned that a couple of times. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> some some programs that will apparently make you stand up, <laughs> and you don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Well, or girl, I guess, but yeah. mostly guy. Yeah, probably. Probably. I mean, if we're gonna stereotype, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still, I guess Tendo's what seem to be they're gonna be super awkward luncheon social events. Yep. But that's when you get to, I guess, talk to the residents. If that's, I don't know, made it, it seem made it seem like there would be other opportunities too, or like there should be, I guess. My my only concern with that is like, when it's online, mm-hmm. like on Zoom, like it's never as private as you yeah. like it to yeah. be. Like the program, you, it's always something in the back of my mind when I do these things. They're hitting record on you. Someone is either there that's listening or they're yeah. recording. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And so it's like, 
when you go to these programs, you're always supposed to be in the best behavior. Everyone is... You got a one-way mirror. Yeah, every, everyone is watching you and grading you and assessing you. So why yeah, why wouldn't that be the true for the Zoom meeting when they only have three hours with you and they're like, let's see yeah. what kind of ridiculous questions are they going to ask the residents? Mm-hmm. How engaged they look. Supposedly that's something huge. If you're... Yeah, oh actually, gosh. yeah. I remember one of them actually mentioned that too. Like, you got to look engaged. Just like, oh. Look engaged every minute of every... Oh my gosh part of the interview like even if when you're writing sometimes tilt the camera a little forward just as they see the top of your better <laughs> make sure they don't think you're not engaged because yeah. they're all everyone's because students are accepting all these interviews and then they're just doing it to say i had this many interviews yeah we had someone mention that as well like make sure you be engaged that's what they want to see they want to see that you're engaged mm-hmm. it's like oh well, that's kind of difficult you know with computer stuff with zoom yeah and so I was like, and the comment was made, well, how are you supposed to look into their eyes exactly? <laughs> well, Seth, Seth and uh, Matt, I had Matt Barber on as well, and he talked about this a lot where he, one of his, I'm not sure if he talked about it on the actual episode, if it was private, but he said that some people would like turn off their cameras. Camera, yeah. Like if they weren't talking, note. they yeah. would just turn it off. I heard that was a huge note. Yeah. From like, the directors. Like, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't understand why you would do that. Yeah. I mean, I know why I do it like during Dr. Zubro's conversations with us. Like he doesn't, he's not looking for us to be oh, yeah. staring at him, mm-hmm. but like somebody's going to be evaluating me. Like I want them to see me as yeah. opposed to just see my name and it just like pops in. I'm here. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good to know. I guess that, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you look engaged 100% of the time without looking like a psychopath. But. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they want, then. That's what they want. If they're, if they're looking for it, you can get it. Yeah. Just get like a um, cardboard cut out. It's such a... <laughs> it doesn't even blink. Look at that focus. I don't even know, like on a Zoom meet, like you're meant to be, to make yourself like be set, like, set apart from all your other people that you're competing against, interviewing with and everything. I should know how you do that on a Zoom meeting. It's just... Yeah, it and it, it so doesn't. Difficult. I got the impression that they are not going away from that Mm-mm. right away. I mean, I, it yeah. they might they might they might change their mind and go do it, but I got the impression from Dr. Zubro, even yeah. the people we talked to over the weekend, that it was a great way for the programs to save money. It was yeah, a great once, way for them to interview a whole bunch of people. Yeah, once so. a hospital can save money, that's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's the standard. Well, I wonder if it actually. So, Mike, I'm curious. I wonder if places that didn't go so well, like with their online match and they got residents that maybe they didn't like so much. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll be like, no, we're not going to do this again. We need to. We're going we're to fly them out, do it the old way, because we had better residents that way. Well, I, think I wonder if that, because if it didn't work out well, then why would you continue doing it? If it did work out well, obviously I you would continue doing it. I guess it depends on the variable you want to pin. I know we're getting a little off the track here, but yeah. like, if you want to go... Like, okay, was, is it because we interviewed them through Zoom or was it because they went through medical school during the pandemic? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like you do a few things the in medical school, hand, more hands-on <laughs> that you don't get to do when your pandemic is raging through the country yeah, and true. no hospital is allowing you to touch a patient. Yeah. Even the lack of uh, away auditions, you're not getting to see how that student works with your team. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's a huge thing. Yeah. Which actually yeah. brings a, uh, maybe a good point, because that was one of those differences. We were talking, I think, before I hit record, about the, we went to the U.S. match for U.S. students and then international. They had them mm-hmm. two separate ones, and so me and Alex went to the international. Brandon went to the U.S. That was one, I think, on, in the car ride you mentioned, yeah. that the away <laughs> auditions, according to one of the program directors, did not matter. 
the way electives. Oh, like if you did an audition? Yeah. Well, he basically told he told his um some of his students that for I am it doesn't matter as much. Really? Just because it's easier to get what into. What was the phrase he used? I can't remember exactly. Didn't he say like you guys already made it? Like no, no, you're gonna match. It or wasn't. Something it like wasn't that. something like that. No. <laughs> But <laughs> you're U.S. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he viewed it more, and this is like the middle panel guy. I can't remember his name, but no, he he viewed it more as just it's not really necessary. You should have all the skills already, and it is easier to get into IM. That's that's kind of his logic behind it. Like you, if you really he he viewed it as a benefit, and this is how we should view it too. I mean, this is how I view it too. If you really want to go to this place, then yes, obviously okay. go, mm-hmm. go do a sub I. But most of the time, you're just like just just don't waste your money. Because obviously, if it, it, but unless it's a place you want to go to. Well, go yeah, ahead. I mean, I would agree. Like, you don't don't fly all the way to I don't know Washington D.C. do a do a sub I in John Hopkins, and you don't intend to ever apply to that place. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Don't do it. Yeah. Well, especially like it, like name. me, I have no business being in like Columbia or anything like that. Yeah. So <laughs> as much as that would be awesome, like yeah. that's... and that was his opinion. Like no one else chimed in on that, so it was just him. And I noticed that we had three panelists or three program directors, and they kind of had their own little opinions. And that's when I get like I kind of agree with Doctor Zuber when he talked to us last night, saying like the more I read about, you know, specifically personal statements, because they all said something different. Personal statements, like mm-hmm. I really don't know what they want. <laughs> yeah. So it is just like. Just well, that was the, yeah because you because you're you were telling me in the car ride back we had thirteen hours to talk so. Um, we didn't talk the entire time. That would be ridiculous. But um, <laughs> you, you were saying that they they wanted basically vanilla. Yeah, he liked. Yeah, one of the panelists was like, "I like vanilla," M- meaning he was giving an analogy. I just like something simple. Just tell me. He didn't like. like don't be dramatic. Don't don't be dramatic. Don't try to make it a story. And, and but he said, unless you're really good at it and it clicks with the person, you just limit who you're gonna connect with because i mean again, which is interesting because like i feel like if you did have a good connection with someone that they would actually give you more of an opportunity to get that one spot that you wanted but yeah. i don't i don't exactly it, know it seems so counterintuitive to me i, mean, I get what he's kind of saying I, on one end it's like once we decide we want to interview you we use the personal statement as a way to get to know who you are and mm-hmm. what questions we need to ask you yeah so i get like just tell me a little bit about yourself and what you motivate you mm-hmm. don't make it too spicy you know Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like you're going to read like a hundred of these. Like, yeah. at least you'd hope that someone put some effort into it. Like, oh yeah, that's a that's a cool one. I like I liked reading that one. That was a good read. Like, make it an easy read, not a. I don't uh, think there's another one this, about his mission. His program director was like that. So interesting. That that's just funny. Like the U.S. for the U.S. students, uh-huh. they said those two things for the IMG, especially that second one that I did at the end. It was. Your personal statement tells you tells me everything about you. Make it the greatest thing ever, and then do whatever you can to get away auditions. <laughs> Those are the two things that I remember from. Uh, he was from. He was the former program director from like MedStar Health in Baltimore. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like for us it might be a little different because as IMGs, I think we have a little bit more. Well, according to our statistics, we have a little bit more harder time getting in. Yeah. But yeah, that's maybe just that's based why. off statistics. Yeah, and that's why. I mean, based off of Zubro statistics as well. Yeah, based off of Zubro statistics. And 60% of people in IMGs don't, uh, will, will match. But Trinity was in the 80s, I guess, last mm-hmm. time. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's just according to your school. Because I know Ross is high. I know that St. George, George is high. George. And I think it's just for places that have already established their name. 
Honestly, because yeah. most U.S. schools have established their name. Yeah. And then with our school, it's not as established, but well, the other top five schools are already established, so mm-hmm. they have a higher percentage of getting in. True. Yeah. Well, and then I mean, there's a lot of students that were there that were Pakistan, India, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Nigeria was represented mm-hmm. pretty well. Yeah. yeah. So and they're they're coming straight from schools in their home country too. Yeah, they're not like That's Caribbean. Not or, yeah. yeah. Or at a Ross or something. Yeah. So they didn't do anything else here. They just came. They did all everything there at the in their country and then came here so that's mm-hmm. they have to deal with a whole slew of different things now now i know where where i so when i edit these podcasts i the last one when i had patrick on i kept hearing like a was that me <laughs> <laughs> i was like what is that like i can't figure it out now i'm like watching you <laughs> go for it yeah i'm tapping the table <laughs> it's amazing how much sound sound travels like when you don't want it to. Yeah, so what did you guys learn actually from your... Else, what else did you guys learn in See, your session? I, I felt like I got more out of the the events that were geared towards the physicians. Like if I went to mur- you know, Dangerous Murmurs, I got a little bit more out of that one. Or Concerning ECGs, I got something more out of that one yeah. than I did from the medical student ones. Like It was nice. It was nice that they were offering stuff for us and information for the match, but... Uh, I, and this is just for me personally, I felt like I've been kind of breathing this stuff for quite a while that it wasn't brand new information. The, the new information was really just how divergent from one program to the next, how, you know, like one program director feels like this is, this is the thing you need yeah, to do. Subjective. And then this other program director doesn't have a clue mm-hmm. or, you know, has something completely different. And so that was, I guess, something new. I had, um... I didn't know, but it makes sense that certain program directors will go, uh, say they have a high Hispanic population. Like, well, they're going to filter in applicants who can speak Spanish. Spanish. Like, mm-hmm. okay, that makes a whole lot more sense. Yeah. You know, so, okay, if you have a language skill, you should definitely put that on your application. Oh, yeah. So those are the kind of the things I kind of learned, but, like, it, I don't know, I kind of, I really enjoyed the, the other parts of the conference. I wasn't, I... Unsurprisingly, I wasn't very good at networking. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I think there was only one time I felt like I put my foot in my mouth real hard, but in front of a program director. So that was that was exciting. Wait, what was that? <laughs> that was during that last one where oh, we were debating like whether a PE could cause AFib, and I was insistent yeah. that no, it can't. And the program director is like, no, he's right. It's like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh. really, that one was a really good. I was trying to find. Actually, that was the one I was just trying to find the name of the one we did together with that. Thinking about thinking. Thinking oh, about yeah. thinking. That was, that I still have. One. I just pulled out the sheet for that today. That was a really good. I, I loved that one. And then the other one that I found really inter- interesting was the clinical images. I think you tended that one with me. Yes, I, I don't. I couldn't tell you very much about it, but go for it. Yeah. No, no <laughs> I was just just bringing that one up. It was just like he was moderator. For that one, he was giving us cases based off one image. Oh, wow. That one. Okay. Yeah. And it was just like... That sounds interesting. It was just... It was it was great. It was just learning medicine through these clinical images and, you know, some words giving explanations and uh, other lab values and everything. But it was just like... It was just so interesting about different diagnoses that can all seem... You just got a great differential diagnosis for all these things and then this is why this is this and... It was really, it was great. 
Well, okay. he, I like the one he showed where the person had like bilateral pro, uh, parotid gland swelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was was it? What was that one? Was it the acromegaly one? No, that was the uh, the black gentleman that the big jaw and a big forehead and the yeah, greasy acro- skin. But it was talking about it was a like an old a middle aged white woman with the, and he looked at it later and was like, and I miss Bell Pals- Bell Palsy as well. Yeah, that one. Even I was like, I missed that one as well. Yeah, like, okay, that. Is uh, a bilateral parotid gland swelling? And I can't remember what the underlying... involved with it? Well, because well, the... It cut um, off the nerve? No, yeah, that nerve that goes... Pa- uh, and it was like the facial nerve that passes through yeah. the parotid gland uh-huh. had gotten impinged, and so they had Bell palsy. Oh, interesting. But, like, you looked at the picture, and I can't remember what the diagnosis was. I don't know. <laughs> it's killing me a little bit, but... He was like, okay, definitely, that's definitely a diagnosis. And he was like, I looked again, and someone else pointed out to me, like, he had Bell Palsy as well. I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed that too. Like, I completely didn't see that. I can't find that one. Darn. Like that exact case. Yeah, that was, that was a really good one. I did like that. And, like, you knew when you saw Graves' disease. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was the lid lag and the, uh, <laughs> the pupils. The, yeah, exophthalmos pupils was prominent. The other one in there was uh, the dog bite. Oh. The dog bite, and I was like, Pasteurella. No, <laughs> That's what straight, I was thinking, too. Straight to it. Straight Pasteurella. <laughs> and then it was Capnocytophaga canis morsis. What? Sepsis shock. Oh, wow. Because the patient had a splenectomy, and that's an encapsulated bacteria. Oh. Some random right. encapsulated bacteria. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, basically... Isn't Pasteurella encapsulated too? I don't know if it is or not. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking back to the sketchy right now. I, I know Pasteurella can cause sepsis because there mm-hmm. was a Thursday lunch club where they talked about it. Mm-hmm. And that patient actually lived because treatment was like any back, any antibiotic. Yeah. Random encapsulated bacteria that she could not fight off because... Two years prior, she had a splenectomy, and like that was missed in her uh, review systems. I'm just curious. This might be too much. To, why'd she have a splenectomy? Uh, they didn't say, but I mean, it could oh, have okay. been. It could have been like she had a car accident. Yeah. Or something. Oh, I don't know. Something clinical, like uh, <laughs> spherocytosis or something like yeah, that. Hereditary, yeah. yeah, hereditary spherocytosis. But they also thought Pasteurella giving her augmentin and then Banco and Ceftriaxone, nothing was working. She later passed away, oh. but then they found out. It was this bug, and because it was because of this reason, I was just like, "Wow!" The acromegaly one was incredible, though. Yeah, because like, I didn't. It makes sense again, but like, they don't catch them mm-hmm. early. You catch it like ten years or five, five, ten years down the course. Mm-hmm. It's huge. So like, the forehead, and even in this one, he was like, the medical professionals didn't catch this one. It was like he was laying on the couch, wasn't it? And like his tongue was hanging out. His tongue went down to his like chest or something like that he, what? he showed a picture of his tongue yeah it was giant like his, his tongue was at least i think it could have been almost a foot it was ridiculous anyway so he finally decided to get medical treatment his like daughter his was daughter. like i'm pretty sure that's not right yeah <laughs> <laughs> only reason but like he had he had the cardio a dilated cardio uh, cardiomegaly oh because okay. his heart yeah, they showed an x-ray huge. and was just like yeah like, and it, it filled up the entire even, chest even uh even doctors in the like audience around me where all everyone's saying marfons especially when you're showing his hands oh um really oh so they weren't they weren't sausages they were just long they were sausages but just really yeah they they had another hand next to it and his hand was like yeah way bigger oh i see okay 
So everyone, a lot of people thought Morphons, but it ended up being Acromegaly. And then the, after they did the resection, the turnaround time after a month, his, his face, like everything just decreased in size. Really? Yeah. Mostly. Okay. mostly. The bones don't decrease, the bones but don't. like the yeah. fat and all the, yeah. like the tissue decreased. decreased in size. It was really okay. interesting. It was, yeah. And he, like, you have oily skin mm-hmm. and he didn't have oily skin anymore. No. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It was, I, didn't, I thought it would have been like more permanent. Obviously the bone is permanent, but yeah, I thought it was like going to be like a, kind of like a Graves disease where you just have the exothalmos and it just stays there. It doesn't go away. That's what I, I thought. Yeah, because it's, it's especially when tissue. especially when it's an adult. Well, that has to do with like the fibroblast being like, yeah being activated, activated and build up and yeah deposit. Yeah, I don't know. So, it uh, was definitely that. I guess that brings up a good point. That was one of the things that was very striking to me as well during at least during the cardiology lectures I I attended. How many attending physicians, people physicians who attended also got questions wrong. Maybe feel so yeah. good, actually. <laughs> of course, concerned, it's but still concerning, good. Though. <laughs> like, okay, it's not, you know, I, you know, I still have some ways to go, but at least, like, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like, no, it's just really cool how all of these lectures, so engaging without being just your typical med school lecture. Yeah. It is, it's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. I missed the murmur one. I, I had to leave early for it. I felt really bad because he, he had the oh because you had to go. Yeah, yeah. I had to. Then I ended up being an hour early. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I didn't really have to. Yeah, Alex, I wish we. Were, I wish you were there for that one. That was a good one. They let you. So they had these stethoscopes that you just put on, and you just got to listen to murmurs. Huh. And he would just go through it, and then he would have questions as the murmurs were going on, saying like, "Is it this murmur or this murmur?" And he'd mm-hmm. walk you through it. You know, like how you picture med school would be. You just get, it'd walk you through, like, okay, where is it at? Is it mid? Is it diastolic or systolic? Huh. Is it mid click? Is it holy systolic? Where is it at? And so he would break it down bit by bit, and then it would finally get to the right answer, and he'd explain, like, it was just, it was such a good It teacher. was really good. I felt it was really good. I it wasn't I a cardiologist it. either. He's like, I'm not a cardiologist. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I really enjoyed it the time I had, but the, the the biggest attraction for me was like all the available stethoscopes were in the front row. Oh yeah. And so like I had to go all the way up to the very front, put the stethoscopes on and listen. And then when I thought I needed to go to my, my skill thing, I had to get up and leave from the oh. front row in the <laughs> middle of the presentation. I'm just like, this is the worst. <laughs> It's like when you go to church and like the only, only the front row is available and you're like 15 minutes late and you're like, I'm oh, nuts. <laughs> just get back in the car. Let's See, that's home. the best place to be. No one, looks, no one looks down at you. You just can't see it in the front row. They can see you. They, the always, look, they always look beyond. Yeah. The, the only time that works is when there's like a blinding spotlight. Like I can't see anything <laughs> past the stage. Uh, that was a, that, that was a good one too. That was very much like the Harvey simulation I felt like. It was, yeah. Um, Learn some new tricks, though. Oh yeah! Like if you listen, if you're listening to the heart, and then you you feel the um, carotid. Mm-hmm. When you feel the carotid, that's the start of systole. So if you hear a murmur, you can like you're not sure if it's diastole or systole. You can yeah. be like, okay, do I hear it right after the carotid beat, or do I hear it during? I guess later during the second yeah. after the second beat. I have to tap it. I like tapping. tapping. Yeah, I mean, they use the Q-tip as well. Apparently, you can put a Q-tip on it, and you can see it bob. Oh yeah, that was actually that was really <laughs> cool. Was they when they did the bobbing thing? Like you can tell when someone has a um, S1 or S2 because it will bob just like a little kind of 
because you can see a normal heartbeat it'll just go tick tick but then if you have like an s1 s2 or s2 s3 s4 it'll go like tick like a it'll kind of shake a little yeah. it was oh, really cool i didn't notice that one okay that's new huh. yeah that was actually really interesting yeah. i think next time hopefully i like i would definitely do these conferences again next time san diego clinical skills classes because that just sounds so so neat yeah and this the scale of this conference was incredible mm-hmm. I, I mean we were in chicago which is that the largest convention center in the united states or i thought someone had said something like that i my cousin was telling me about it. He said they're bigger than the ones in Las Vegas or as big. And I know I've heard those Vegas are the largest. Huge, so it's, yeah. it's up there. Top couple, top few. So and it was a packed conference. Yeah. It's, as soon as those uh, sessions got out, like the hallways filled up. And mm-hmm. I think we easily walked, my, according to my watch, about five miles a day. Jeez. <laughs> I felt it on my left foot because I had a blister the entire, <laughs> the entire time. But, um, what do you guys think of the expedition, uh, ex- expo um, exhibit hall, I guess? Oh, I love expos. I told you guys why. Because <laughs> you scour out for all the good stuff. I, I guess but, Brandon had a question. Did you actually get, oh, your, yes. did you get your AMBOSS? Oh, am I an ambassador? I don't. I haven't gotten it back yet. <laughs> I was thinking about it because I have. It would I have, have been totally worth the conference if it became oh, it, it Alex is was, happening. Alex was a pro at trying to get his fifty dollars out of this conference. I think you we, can expect to hear back regarding your application within two weeks. I know I'm getting it. Don't worry, <laughs> I'm getting it. I will make sure I get it. How how much is that worth? If you don't mind divulging, like, if like if, if if you were to pay for what you get with the uh, ambassador. So I think you get at least the articles, and that's $90 for the year. Okay. And I asked them to make me... I told them Rising M4, a.k.a. I'm almost done with Step 2. I'd love to keep using a residency. So that she put me as an M4 so I can get it throughout residency as well. Oh, that's awesome. So $90 Ooh. a year for you know the next three to four years. And then if you get the questions, that's... you know. Four or five hundred dollars on its That's own. Nice. Yeah. So, so you spent fifty dollars just to attend the conference. I mean, know, minus whatever you spent on your hotel. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to get some investments back on this. Uh, you also got the hiccup thing. The hiccup the thing. Straw. That was like a twelve ninety nine that we got from <laughs> Shark Tank. <laughs> <laughs> that was unique. I didn't th- expect to see that there. To be honest. Yeah, neither did I. I was expecting all the drugs, mm-hmm. all the drug reps, and oh, whatnot. Yeah. That that wasn't abnormal. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect so much food, though, with the drug reps. That was nice. Yeah. Of course, you guys true. had all your espressos, but oh. they had the grilled cheese. <laughs> Were you jealous of our espressos? No, I wanted hot chocolate. Uh, no, I'm sorry, but hot chocolate. <laughs> no one has hot chocolate. Anymore. Then chai tea? Is, is that allowed? A, nah, probably not. I have to look at it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And the, yeah, the grilled cheese bar. That was, that was nice. There's a couple of hospitals that it was... Yeah. Know, Piedmont was there. Could, yeah, Piedmont. Um, Kaiser. Kaiser. No, but nobody likes Kaiser Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> West Coast man, kind of. Uh, I mean, that that was obviously refuted by the crowd that was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping that's where we get a lot of our like networking. Maybe with uh, like the recruiters would also be geared towards students, but it was basically all geared towards. Oh like, yeah, physicians and residents. Yeah, getting people there. Yeah, I mean, there's like one or two people I think I talked to. It was, it was like maybe you yeah. we could squeeze something out of that. Yeah, yeah. Because it was that one lady that was Utah, Utah right? Yeah. It was mm-hmm. um, into mountain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and she knew the program director and the program coordinator, and yes. she seemed very friendly. Yeah. I mean, they all were pretty friendly. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> all were pretty friendly. <laughs> they paid to be very friendly, but she seemed genuinely friendly. Yeah. And it was a different, I feel like it was a different conversation for them that they didn't have to, like they were always having the position level conversation yeah. about why why going to our hospital would be such a great benefit. And now it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's medical students. Let's talk. We'll have a completely different conversation yeah. with you. More yeah. relaxed. And it was definitely a lot more relaxed, I feel like, yeah. Yeah. And like, oh, well, you, you're not going to be hireable for at least four or five years. So. Mm-hmm. And they had some awesome chairs. Oh my! God. They had massage, massage chairs. chairs. Yep. Did, did we, uh, I it think was, we established that it's. I was off. If it was worth it, you'd have to go like. I guess thirty thousand dollars, but it was not thirty thousand dollars. No, it was not thirty thousand dollars. But it, was it also was nine thousand. It was nine thousand dollars. No, no, for we that said conference. Five to ten. No, be honest. Nine thousand dollars. If if you got it at that conference, and if you didn't. Thirteen. <laughs> oh yeah, it was thirteen. Well, it was nine thousand at the conference. Hey, once they throw their lowest price, you can get that back anytime. Yeah, you Don't can worry. be like, I, I saw this at the conference for nine thousand. I'm not yeah. paying a penny more. That thing dug into you, man. It dug into you. Yeah. It looked comfortable, but it looked like a machine was eating you alive. It was. And I don't I know felt, how I, I feel definitely about, felt loose afterward. I don't know how I feel about getting a massage in front of a bunch of strangers. Like <laughs> Brandon was all for it. Good for They're him. lost, man. Yeah. I was enjoying myself. People yeah. just staring at you. You look like you're enjoying yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys feel like you like were, like honed your skills at networking during that at all? Like was or was that kind of very natural for you? What do you think, Brandon? Well, I feel like it was useful in the fact that because I had I got to email the directors I wanted to see mm-hmm. that I wanted to see, so that was useful. That was nice because I got to talk to them specifically. One, the other one didn't respond, or yeah, yeah. I mean, which makes sense because they're busy and this is like a place for them to go and maybe not look for recruiting, but just it's kind of a vacation. Learn. Kind I think of it's more of a vacation for them, so obviously you don't <laughs> want to bug them. And that's why I kind of viewed this as because it was definitely it, you could feel it was more geared toward doctors coming here to you know see be updates. taught see updates yeah. and then the student thing was just kind of there on the yeah. side so to a degree yes i mean it was good to get to one good thing came about it. so i i mean i am hopefully having one not a sub i but hopefully a fourth year elective fourth year elective which is good i mean it's better than nothing so critical care right yeah so something come out of it that's always a good thing yeah I, I like the, the, even though the drug ones were, I'm used to having drug reps trying to sell me on drugs because that's, that's kind of what they do in the clinics. I liked it a little bit because it was kind of like challenging myself on pharma, pharmacology. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what this drug do, what does this drug do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's the alternative? What's the uh, adverse reactions? And trying to, trying to challenge myself to know some of that. Like, obviously, a lot of these drugs are brand new on the market, mm-hmm. but... Like knowing what the alternatives were and yeah, we, we talked a few of them out like all together. It was like it's still like a conference, but you're like learning a lot with each other. But yeah, going back to what you were saying with that, the whole networking thing. Like any time for me, any time where it's like place where there's just so many people to network with, and that's like the expected thing. I just feel like it never works out. Mm. So like for I don't know, it's just like so overwhelming, especially for those program directors or oh, yeah. attending physicians anything like that where you just don't get a lot out of it but you know it was that's just my two cents like you try not to network too much because there's a lot of vultures no, yeah you don't want to be as the brown noser yeah exactly the... as soon as something was as soon as a, a little lecture information session was done just vultures coming up front so you just never you can never and you're they're meeting so many people at once that they're not gonna know yeah 
Yeah, unless you but really do something outrageous personally, or, and then yeah, make a good impression. Yeah, I had asked because after one of those sessions, they they did have like the Q and A, and at least people can come up and ask questions. I, I think you had asked about step two. That program director apparently didn't mind if step two wasn't mm-hmm. immediately available when the application dropped. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that fits in with the USA one yeah. where they basically <laughs> screen by step two. So I don't understand how any of this. I don't either. <laughs> and I, I think they're just saying it just to say it, but well, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I had asked because there, there was a mention a couple of weeks ago about a slow for internal medicine. So I was just trying to figure out, like, from a program director, like, are you guys expecting these to be in the application? And it's like, not for a couple of years. Like, it takes yeah. a long time to integrate that into that system, into the the process. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Didn't no you need... say that they're supposed to be like that already? She said that there was a a template that they're supposed to use for mm-hmm. letters of recommendation, but a lot of people just don't use. So if you're writing the letter, I guess you could <laughs> find the template and try to find the template that is. So why why did you guys come to the conference? I guess with, Brandon invited me, so I know why I went because Brandon invited me, and I felt like it was fifty bucks and a reasonable opportunity to learn something. Mm-hmm. But you invited me, yeah, Doctor Longboy. Like, so when you uh, when you when you heard about it, like. Like, why did you just, did you want a vacation to Chicago? It was, you know, did, did it kill two birds once? Yeah, I got to see, <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to see my niece. No big deal. That's right. No, yeah. but after you mentioned it, I looked into it and, you know, it, for me, the worst thing that could have gone about was zero networking. And, you know, I, there was some networking, so it wasn't a total loss, but you are learning internal medicine still. And, you know, you make the most of it. Like you want to attend all these conferences if you want or uh, lectures, but, you know, I think that was probably my thing where hopefully I get to meet a few people here or there, but if not, then, you know, some light studying for uh, the IM shelf. Is it like how you thought it would be? Oh, it was much more overwhelming than I thought. Much more, yeah, a <laughs> lot more people, a mm-hmm. lot larger uh, space to have to figure out with the convention center. and It was standing room only on some stand, of those. Yeah, standing room only... <laughs> I think one we weren't even allowed to go yeah, in because the, of the fire hazard. Yeah, the stump, stump the professor <laughs> thing. Right, yeah. It's that, supposed to be for medical students. I thought it was but... geared for medical students, but then... Yeah, that, was, that was so sad that we missed that. I was yeah. Like, oh. But that was, uh... I feel like they, they had lectures starting at 7 a.m. every day. So, like, I feel like I didn't get the most of it, but we still attended, like, a decent amount of lectures. You guys did oh, the yeah. clinical skills thing. That was so good. So... It was worth the $40 I spent on it. It was, really? yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely was. And one of the things I liked about going back to the skills thing was, I think it was probably the same for you, but it was, I think UT Southwest, the residents were the ones doing the skills. Really? Yeah, I didn't have UT Southwestern. I had um, the gal from Arizona, and they, they were all different, actually. That was kind of surprising. Oh, okay. So the residency, the residency chief, so the chief resident at, what's the residency that Matt is going to? Crichton, Crichton University, the, in Arizona. or as Brandon likes to call it, Crichton. Is it Crichton? I don't know how to say it. It's <laughs> Crichton. 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 Some. I don't know. It's not anyway. Crichton, like a you know, like a grammar. <laughs> you Crichton. <laughs> I so I, that she was she was there and she taught me that part. I was gonna ask her like which part of Crichton University she was part of because apparently they're like. Oh, yeah, there's a few Edward. all over the place. Mm-hmm. Apparently there's a few all over the place. Anyway, but no, she she taught that part, and then another person taught another part from Baltimore. So it, each section 
was different. Oh, okay. Taught, taught by someone else. What I was in, it was all University of Texas residents. Oh, cool. Okay. And well, UT Southwest residents. I'm not University of Texas Southwest. So I yeah. guess that's San Antonio. Yeah, UT South. Well, UT Southwest, I think, has two campuses. I know one's in Dallas. Oh, okay. I think there's another one probably somewhere else. So that was that was kind of nice and also a little terrifying at first. Like, how, how much experience do you have with ultrasound? Zero. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely none. <laughs> Yeah. But I, I was paired up with a, a hospitalist from Colorado, and he was he was pretty gracious. Like he didn't like throw me under the bus or anything like that. He mm-hmm. he did about as good of a job I, as I did. Probably a little bit better. To be <laughs> that was the other. I guess sorry, I'm I'm jumping a little bit all the ultrasound. That was one of the striking things that I think maybe our school could improve on. And I'm not trying to like be disparaging to our school, but. Mm-hmm. It did seem like ultrasound was a lot more incorporated in some of the other medical students' education. Yeah. Yes. I mean... Specifically Texas, apparently. Yeah, I mean, putting aside, like, <laughs> the one medical student who had, like, a butterfly ultrasound to just play <laughs> yeah, with at Great home. story. <laughs> it was a good it story. Was, was, uh, I forgot about that session. <laughs> it was a good story, but, like... I. I Googled, I think Matt Alex saw me Googling or eBay, like how much does these things cost on eBay? And it's like fourteen hundred dollars. Like, oh yeah. No, there's no way my wife is gonna let me buy that. One. Yeah, oh, a used gosh. one, not even like brand new from the I was talking to Dr. Marty, he has one. Is he really? Yeah, and it's it's like a brand new, it's like a couple thousand, a few thousand. Ooh. Ooh. But it's a neat little machine. It does seem like they're becoming more incorporated, so I don't know. That might be something nice to see. In the future is a little bit more ultrasound. Yeah, I mean, we did talk to that one. We did. Place. Vendor, yeah, the so, educational. Uh, yeah, maybe. Talk to the school. Talk to the school, you know. Present Put them in contact Put with some each money, other. And... Some money out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we're getting a little bit longer on time, so I'm going to ask my final question here. Right. We went to Chicago. We got the Chicago pizza. Let's see. <laughs> let's, get, let's see if we can get maybe a, a couple of cities angry with us here. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to jump in here, huh? Wait, what's, what, what was the question? How, how do we feel? That was a statement. How do we but... feel about the Chicago pizza? Oh, we did have Chicago pizza. I mean, I thought it was good. It was filling. It was filling. It was oh, definitely no, that, needed okay, for yes. that day. Very filling. Okay, Very for calorie wise, absolutely. It was totally filling. Totally worth it in that aspect. It was not my cup of tea. I didn't exactly. I like pizza. I like I like. New York style pizza a lot better. Mm-hmm. Just like what is New York? Uh, not having not only been to New York. Oh, thin crust. Lots what are you of cheese. About? Mm-hmm. And just you fold it and you eat it. You, and you eat it with a fork, right? Oh, that's <laughs> no man. That's a sin. <laughs> Eric puts pineapples on his pizza. No, I don't. You Canadian <laughs> person. <laughs> you the wife under the yeah, It's terrible. Uh, so, I actually like pineapple on my pizza too. Actually, though. I can't say much. I like. Well, Brandon, pizza. would you say Little Caesars is better than Chicago's ooh, pizza? Ooh, ooh. I would because I love Little Caesars, man. <laughs> just, I'm sorry, but I can't. I can't bail my boy. Little Caesars has been there through college, through the five dollars hot and ready. Five dollars, right, you get a whole bloody pizza. It's, 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 it's nostal- honestly pretty. It's a nostalgic dang good. thing. It's not a taste thing, <laughs> is it? I don't know. Taste wise, <laughs> I actually, I. Little Caesars for me is still like top dog. Brandon, stop it right now. <laughs> Brandon West for you folks. I'm not sponsored by Little Caesars, but if you want to, you know, you sponsor want to throw each other. He wants to sponsor the podcast yeah, at man. least. The, man, the man's got some. I will wear your symbol everywhere. <laughs> Even on your white coat. Yeah, I'm a white coat. <laughs> pizza, pizza. It's, it's got me through. <laughs> 
Oh, gosh. Well, I wanted to again thank you guys for coming out and sharing your experience of ACP. Well, i got to hear other people's opinions. No, that was, that's all we needed. Oh, just one? It's <laughs> <laughs> feeling valid now. Hey, I, I did. I feel like I did a lot in Chicago. It was wonderful. What were some of the top things you saw in Chicago? Top things? Because you you saw a lot more. I than finally me yeah, you ride around the bike, which was probably a lot better. Well, I got hit. He also saw the bumper. So first day on the way, I told you. <laughs> good tell, welcome. Good welcome. Yeah, a little welcome Chicago. This lady runs a <laughs> red light, making a right turn, hits me while I'm biking to the conference the first day. <laughs> Did they give you the New York State bird? Or no, she <laughs> she apologized. I gave oh, her okay. a dirty look, like you for real right now. Body even like turn around. I just kept going. I just did a little nasty look and went my way to the conference because I was so. Late. So was it like a little boost or? Like oh, she. It was like side a. Swipe? It was a little. Uh, yeah, last a little side swipe. Not even. She was not paying attention at all. She was, eight a.m. on just, her way to work probably. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to piece together like how you stayed upright. I like I okay I I like. He's drifted before. <laughs> I saw someone coming on. She's gonna stop. She has to say it's a red light. It's my right of way. She's gonna stop. She's gonna stop. She's not stopping. So I try to like avoid it. You know, turn a little, veer a little away from her. She still hit me, obviously, but it wasn't too bad. Scuffed on my shoes. It was a little fortunate though. But my foot was fine after like a few minutes. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. But no, biking in Chicago, you see a lot quickly. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Well, going to pick you up, I thought it was actually really pretty going. Look at your bike ride. That looked amazing. Yeah. Going yeah. there. And then you went to a, a little a restaurant that maybe one day we might afford. Hey, I, I, I wasn't paying, so let me preface with that. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was the great, best steak I've ever had. What was, was like, the restaurant's name? So I went to Brevet's, which is like a very old school prohibition, like speakeasy steakhouse. Oh, okay. They went to RPM yeah. Steakhouse. Also did not pay. Don't worry. <laughs> my, cousin, <laughs> my cousin paid for everything. And then finally had Al Cheval. You guys have heard of that? No, uh, never. No, it's like the best burger in Chicago. Oh, if shoot. If not, you know. Burgers, eh? Yeah. It was really com- good. They got to compare up to Idaho now. Dang it, I should have had one of their burgers. Yeah, I, the Sunday I went there. I was like, oh, shoot, I've never been here. I didn't know way. Chicago was known for burgers. Well, yeah. it's just this place. Just a little oh, okay. restaurant. So I'm a foodie. I, I mean, no big deal. Yeah, he, <laughs> I eat a lot. He picked a hotel that was in a deep downtown area. The cousin like. that paid for everything. That's where he got married. Oh, in that oh, hotel, no. that's a Palmer nice House. Cool. Oh, very nice. Yeah, the Palmer House. Yeah, I mean, it looked like a nice hotel. We we decided to hang out next to the airport. Yeah, which is about a thirty-minute, forty-minute right drive. Right next to Allstate Stadium. Man. I got some good naps oh, really? on the way yeah. in and out. That's where we got to see the hockey game. Because oh, that's right. We just saw it there. I was like, wow, thirteen bucks for a hockey game? Psh, done deal. Do it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Solid. Solid. Yeah. Right across the road from the great attractions like Target. And yep. <laughs> it was good. It was. I thought it was a nice place to stay. It was affordable. Affordable. <laughs> No complaints with that, and I and Brandon didn't let me drive at all during that portion, so you I drove. got some naps. Uh, yeah. so you, you drove for how long I needed you to drive? Yes, exactly. I just need little breaks. No, yeah. no, it was good, and and then we we didn't we drove back, and you flew back on like the Sunday. When we drove back, we didn't drive the thirteen hours straight, which was nice. Yeah, no, because we would have been that would have been late. We ended up staying at Brandon's uncle and aunt. Yeah, that was nice. Who, who were also very surprised that we were there. My yes, my aunt was. <laughs> like, I like, I like my uncle didn't it. tell him. I tell my aunt. The aunt walks in. She's like, the uncle's like, I forgot to tell you something. 
my cousin passes through like, oh, hey, guys. What are you doing here, Brandon? It's <laughs> a nice surprise. Yeah, it, was a, it was a cool house, a cool place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Kentucky, right? Yep, Kentucky. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you guys for hopping on the podcast. I appreciate it. You guys have a good rest of the week. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. And a special thank you again for uh, Brandon West and Alex Siddham for coming out and doing this conversation and, of course, attending the ACP conference. And, of course, thank you to the ACP for putting on the conference and making it so accessible to medical students. If you like the podcast, go ahead and give us a rating on iTunes. You can, of course, uh, send us messages through MedFamilyMD on Instagram. Happy to answer any questions you have. And again, uh, thank you for listening to this special episode. It was a lot of fun to make, and I hope you enjoyed. Have a good week. Bye.